Want you to show it. I guess. I feel it. All right, we're gonna record this shit until the 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 MacBook tells me no. <laughs> well then, this could be a really short episode. Or, Five minute episode. Or it could be a normal episode. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, yeah, should we start with mine? Yeah, you got the long one. So. Whoa! So, hey I, no. so I um I actually prepared my discussion topic that I that I had for uh, I had from uh, last week. So proud of you. So um I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna entitle this uh, discussion topic as uh, elitism in metal. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, CC that elitism in metal may be what really caused the Warp Tour founder Kevin Lyman to call it quits. Ooh, elitism. All right, so as reported, now let me see if I can find the source that reported this really quick. God, I suck at everything today. There no it is. suck. You jackass. Um, this is uh, www.theprp.com. They, they actually um, wrote the article that I was referring to, but the actual information came off of the Kerrang! podcast. Um, it's like a... Inside, inside the track. This was like their third episode. Um, <clears throat> so as heard on Kerrang's th- uh, third episode of Inside the Track, Warp Tour Festival founder uh, Kevin Lyman gave some insight as to what may have been the real reason for canceling the Warp Tour. After 24 years as a traveling festival, uh, the annual summer tour came to an end in 2018. However, the trouble began to take hold after the struggles of the uh, 2017 edition of the festival took their toll on Lyman. In addition to a generally declining attendance of the festival, which is what I believe we assumed was the actual right. cause of the Warped Tour going away, especially in like the, uh, the middle parts of the country. It's something that we, uh, we talked about on previous episodes. We were saying yeah. that like, you know, the, the, the central states weren't really filling the Warped Tour. You're not mm-hmm. pulling your weight, Central America. But um, in addition to the generally declining attendance of the festival, the bands on the tour themselves became more divided behind the scenes, while strident attitudes of elitism began to take hold in both the musicians and the fans. Ultimately, the tour came to an, an uh, expected close earlier this year with a trio of destination festivals to cap off the 25-year run. So they didn't have the traveling tours. They just did like a couple of one-offs. It was like a three-day, and like, which I, I wish I was in the area because it, it would probably been awesome. It's like all the original lineups, like the no effects and like the whatnot. Right. <clears throat> so... Continuing on, Lyman spoke on the podcast that it, it took a community to run the Warp Tour. And when it first started, it was pr- primarily his colleagues that were involved, the Bad Religions, the Pennywises, et cetera, et cetera. Like, mm-hmm. um, the new wave of artists that came on tour were where divides began behind the scenes, and Lyman speaks to how the fans kind of followed suit. 
Uh, Lyman was viewed more as a disciplinarian and the authority of the tour to the younger bands. So, like, when these younger bands had issues, they, w- they wouldn't, like, go to him to, like, talk it out with them and say, hey, mm. this kind of sucks. Like, yeah. what do you think we can do, like, on the next <clears throat> stop to, like, change this? What they would do is they would pull out their little fucking computers and their little fucking phones and, like, go to Twitter. It's like, wow, man, this tour is, like, really downhill, man. Tweet like, angry. Yeah, the, like, angry tweet. Like, they would air their grievances to, like, the world. So, yeah, they would go to social media, voice their gripes instead of coming directly to Lyman to talk with them, which had never been the case in the past. Um, this was a quote from Lyman. And, uh, and then people would come up to me and say, well, I don't want to be on Warp Tour because Attila's on Warp Tour. And I'd say, have you met the guys on Attila? And they'd say, uh, no, I just don't like their music. Suck my fuck. What the fuck is that? I'm going, look, we're not here to judge each other's music the fans will judge the fans will judge each other's music Attila brings people do I personally run around singing suck my fuck no (laughs) do you no but you know what they're good musicians and they're not bad people I've never seen them do a bad thing to someone some of the stuff uh, he meaning Attila's uh, Chris Fonzak says maybe is just more stupidity uh Lyman also pointed out ultimately was that even though you may or may not be a fan of their music they were gen- like like he just said they were generally good people and the point of the festival was to bring different sides together to experience different things during the festival if you ever been to a warp tour there's a couple of hip hop oh, yeah. acts there's a couple of there's punk there's metal there's all kinds of stuff you'll see some ska there's like there, right. there's like all kinds of stuff some country <laughs> so his po- his point being like with the, with like the younger bands and like his other point that he was making out in the podcast is like you know having having this elitist attitude, you end up playing to the same people all the time, the yep. same fans, and you're mm-hmm. never yep. able to diverse <clears throat> or extend to other fan bases. Yep. Emphasize how important it is to play next to the Attilas so their fan base experiences you, and vice versa, kind of a thing. And he claims, I mean, it, the tour was never about money. It was ninety percent about the the music community and ten percent about the money. Like if he w- if he went on a world tour and broke even, like he was a ha- he was a happy dude. But it's um it's an interesting topic because it's something that like you know you can you almost can kind of see like these bands kind of branch off and you know what it happens locally too. Oh yeah, unfortunately. Well, well that's <laughs> what I, that's what I was gonna say is that uh, so much of shows in general these days, and it's not just it's not big time shows, it's not small time shows. The the common denominator that you'll find between all of them is that. There's this certain level of, like, entitlement these days with certain bands. And, like, even, like, I don't know, man. I, I've been to a handful of shows, and, like, you know, you see all the, all the people that, that show up. to like, oh, we're going to go play a show. We're going to bring all our own fans. And as soon as we're done, everyone leaves. Nice. Nobody's there to support right. other artists anymore. Nobody goes to a show to see the whole show. They go, like, yeah, I'm here for... I'm here for so-and-so's band that's my cousin's uncle's brother's best friend. That's how I know it. And then I'm going to leave as soon as they're done. It's such a bummer because, like, I, I can't imagine going to, a, going to a show like that because I used to love going to, like, the, right. the, the shows early so you can check out the, the right. local band. Because especially, right. I mean, when I grew up, not that I'm, I'm not ancient by any means, but, <laughs> like, we didn't have fucking Spotify premium and iTunes premium when I was growing up. I couldn't check everybody out. You right. learn new music by going to these tours and, like, these local acts that they would be playing with. Like, holy shit, who the fuck was that? I think this is a show of the times. I think it's the day and age where everybody kind of, everybody wants, 
Everybody wants everything they want when they want it. And they just, they show up to the shows that they want to see, and they see the artists that they want to see, mm -hmm. and that's it. There's no need to, to look at anything else. There's well, no need the same, to see the any other. same as Spotify. Like, you have a whole album, but they'll just go in and pick the one song they want to listen right. to and then move along. Exactly. And, and see, that's the issue is that, you know, with technology and everything, the way it's advanced now, uh, literally everything is a click away. But that's, that's not necessarily a good thing. Because that, that could mean that you're a click away from getting clicked on. Like, <laughs> true. you know, if you're true. if you're up there with a popular band and touring with them, but nobody wants to listen to you because they don't want to give you a shot, like, <laughs> it, it it just, it turns into this, this, this entitlement society where, where nobody wants to listen to or experience new things. You're like, everybody groups new bands together. It's tough because there are certain bands and... Uh, certain groups that that can make music easily nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you could have, you could have three guys and some random instruments, and you could start putting out an EP. You know what I mean? With you today's technology, you get three different mi decent microphones and the right mixing technology. Like you can put out studio grade quality albums, like with right. no problem. But that's the issue: is that now the market is kind of flooded, and right. I feel like that's the issue: is that there's there's so many things to sift through. That people have now gotten sick of sifting through the BS, and instead of learning about new bands or new up-and-coming bands, they'd rather just stick to what they know. Right. It, it makes me wonder because you know, for the two years that we've been almost two years that we've been doing this podcast, like I've been kind of blaming like the the fall of the music industry on like the Spotify premiums and the iTunes and the stuff, and the fact that it's like oversaturated, and the fact that the artists can't be out there. But we're we're on a year that's about to. Um, set a record for vinyl records right are gonna outsell like cds for like right. the first time in like a gazillion years so there are still fans out there that are actually still buying like the substance like they're still buying like the collectible portion so, so now i'm actually thinking mm -hmm. it's like am i am i pointing at the wrong person like the wrong people here should i not be blaming the music industry and the actual business side of it like is is this the fans end? no <clears throat> no i think you should because uh where do you go to buy cds right now if you were going to leave this area right now and go buy a CD, where would you go? Well, right now, the, the really only the best place, especially on like the lower levels, you got to go to the show. Right. No, but, but I mean, Strawberries is gone. Newberry Comics is gone. <laughs> FYE doesn't sell CDs. That's exactly anymore. my point. Like, so only the people that like thoroughly appreciate music are purchasing vinyls. And where do you purchase vinyls from? You purchase them from the people. You purchase them from the bands. Like there's very there's a handful of companies that will sell you vinyls. Be like I'm an not, antique <clears throat> antique store down the street that might have like a well, couple. There's, of a, there's a few. I mean, there's no record stores around. Like Providence right. has a few. Like actual actual records. Right. I mean, they're family owned. They're not like right. you know big. Those places are neat too, man. Like yeah, yeah they are. Walk, and they're they're becoming dinosaurs, man. They're becoming mm -hmm. a thing of the past. Like if you can go to if you can go to a record store, like go while you still can mm -hmm. because those are going to be gone soon. My point though is that if you look at the numbers between. Mm -hmm. CDs and vinyl sales, you'll see that the actual sales of anything hard copy these days have plummeted. Oh, it's gone. Those sales are gone. Like so, it's diminished. And and I don't mean to be negative in saying this, but when somebody says, "Oh yeah, vinyls are outselling CDs now," well, yeah, because nobody has to buy CDs anymore. People buy vinyl because they want to. It's a collectible. They right. want to. They want to. They're they're music appreciators. They appreciate how how music sounds and how their favorite bands sound on vinyl. There really is a difference to it. I actually would collect vinyls, but I'm way, way too far behind. Like, I could never go back. But the people that collect vinyls are very specific about the music. That, you know what I mean? Like, those right. are the people that are willing to spend money in the music industry that already have their taste picked out. 
They already know what they want to get. When it comes to CDs, everybody and their mother now can make a CD. You know, we, we grew up in the in the Napster and, and <laughs> iTunes world where we could burn somebody a CD mix of things. Mixed and tape. that exact same power now goes to every garage band there's ever been. Now you can you can just make a CD. You can just record it once and put it out there. And, and I feel like it's True. just because of the amount and the volume of product being put out there that's not necessarily great... Nobody wants to buy CDs anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back to the I'll go back to the fan attitude portion of this. So, I mean, so it's like, is it has has the oversaturation actually caused this laziness? Like, so oh, absolutely. Like, well, you know what? I got my friend's band. I'm just going to support him, and then I don't have time for these other bands that think they know what they're doing, kind of a thing. Right. Because you know what? I've never played a show where I felt necessarily looked down upon. And we've had some pretty awful shows. Like we've had technical difficulty <laughs> shows. Like we like I, the last two, unfortunately. Like our our two big ones was just technical nightmares. And you know what? You joke it off. You you plow through, like kind of a thing. I, I remember the last show. I even made an announcement over the mic. Is like fucking set from hell. <laughs> right now, and like you know what? Everyone was very supportive about it. Like kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But so I've, I've been fortunate enough. The point the point of the story. My blurt here is the point of, I've been fortunate enough where I haven't been in a situation where like someone is like oh you guys will never be anything compared to these guys I mean not even worth trying like I'm only gonna wear this shirt like I'm not gonna buy your stuff I'm not gonna look into your stuff right. like no I'm not I don't really have time to follow you on Facebook it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks but it's scary because like I've seen this at the lower the lower levels and like you can see it even with the shows that are around like the same bands are playing with each other they don't really stray away like now granted I mean there's probably like a handful of bands out there that are very successful and they don't necessarily want to bring on a lo- like somebody that might not have the same draw as them because you know they want everybody to bring equal draw everyone pull equal weight and et cetera et cetera but. <clears throat> And at the same time, I know bands that are, unfortunately aren't really that good. And, and like, if you're basing it on like Facebook likes, you can buy that shit. Yeah. Okay. You put yeah. you put a hundred dollars in the promotion, you're gonna get some likes because the Facebook algorithm is gonna is gonna force you some likes. But I've seen bands that have two, three thousand likes on Facebook, and you go to a show, and there's four people there, and they're all family <clears throat> members. Yeah. If they're lucky. Yeah. If they're lucky. If it's well. So I think the issue it's, now... It's a scary part of the... Ind- it's, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you no, off, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a scary thing to like, start thinking of because like, so this local level attitude is actually affecting like, these national acts. So these new bands that are coming up have like, this entitlement for whatever reason. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread because I'm on this fucking tour. I'm on this fucking tour. And, like, your band didn't make this tour, so, I mean, I don't really have the time for you and, you know, like, whatever. It's like, I don't know. It's scary. It's sad. It's super fast-paced. It's too fast, you know? I feel like that's, like, there used to be a time where, like, bands could be bad, but they'd have, like, one good song, so people would, like, tolerate all of their music. And now it's like, what's your single? And and what's your single? And what's this single? Like, they just... Yeah. What's your, what's your Spotify link? Yeah. Well, I'm not on Spotify yet. We're actually just start, starting out. I think it. I think it makes it cutthroat because if you, I mean, look at the shift. Look at the shift from everything that went from from you know CDs and albums to MP3s. <clears throat> you know, over the last 15, 20 years, you see all these bands and all these labels shifting. Record labels are not anything near what they used to be. 
It used to be like, dude, I got this record deal. That means like, bro, you made it. Dude, like le- you're, you got lab- it. Record labels right now are how many followers do you have? Yeah. Yeah. How many fans do you already have? Right. Cool. We'll sell our shit to your fans. We'll give you 10%. Yeah. No, so like, re- like record you have labels to, now. You have to come established. They don't right. go find they don't go find talent anymore. Record record labels now like, "Oh, you have you have like, you know, a quarter million subscribers on YouTube and Facebook." Yeah, okay, we'll check you out. Oh, and all that work you did in the past 6 years to get all those subscribers and all the music you put out, uh, we're going to buy all that from you for pennies and then we're going to put it all out there. And, and make money on it, and we'll, we'll get you like five, six, ten percent. Yeah, pretty much. And it's it's totally shifted now. Mm-hmm. But it's because the market is saturated with crap. <laughs> like, like they they put out all these programs and all these things, and all these people can can just make albums and EPs. Just, geez, every single hometown there is, everybody listening to this right now can pick out one person in their hometown that's apparently a rapper. Everybody can. And they can put out. <laughs> I'd have to really think about it. <laughs> Relatively okay sounding. I have a tracks. rapper right here. This is my rapper. Well, it just, happens well, all the time. fruit snacks. What did? Well, I read this thing that was like the best part of, or the best. No, music. It's like candy. When you open it, you throw away the wrapper. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought it was funny. It's um. <clears throat> I just think the market's too saturated right now, man. I think. I think technology and everything else and the whole shift is what's well, changed everything and nobody really knows how to adapt anymore. And not and not to get way off topic, it's what's what's actually interesting is so something like the Warp Tour. The Warp Tour is great. Like the twenty fifth anniversary of the Warp Tour was probably epic because they brought all the bands that played twenty five years yeah. ago back right. to play the, to right. play the, the Warp Tour. Um Think about who's doing stadium tours right now. Mm-hmm. Which you know what? I don't even like stadium tours. No, I'm neither. not a fan of stadium tours. No. Give me a club that's five thousand or less any day of the week. Yep. Give me that room, general admission, <clears throat> have at it. I hate stadium tours, especially when you get stuck in a seat. That's why I like Songus Arena because uh, it's kind of an in between. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> huge stadium, but it's a general admission. But right. but check but look at who's do, doing stadium tours. Guns and Roses reunion is doing stadium <laughs> tours. <laughs> Fucking. Sabbath, they keep wheelchair and Ozzy out there. So, like, he keeps putting out. Uh, friggin' Motley Crue is going to come out of retirement in 2020. Mm-hmm. They're going to rip up that contract saying that they would never tour again. Right. Yeah. And they're going to go off tour, but now we need money. And they're going to do it with Poison <laughs> and fucking Death Leopard. Death Leopard, yeah. And uh, um, Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. Um, Judas Priest is going to go on tour with fucking Iron Maiden and mm-hmm. Testament. Look at these bands that are coming out and doing stadium tours. There's going to be a window of like 20 years where nobody big came out of it because all that we can do because everything is so shitty is resurrect these old fucks. Pretty much dig them for, dig them up from the grave, man. Mm-hmm. Get all these 7-year-olds out of the fucking retirement home. You guys are going back on the road because you're the mm-hmm. only di- you're the only people that can do anything that's worth listening to. And you had something like the Warp Tour, which is community based, and it absolutely was. The dude's like, no, man, no so like I'm not, I'm not here to fucking babysit you and all this shit. I mean, I used to, I used to have like visions in my head that like it was just like a party, like the whole time, like you know, everybody would like sleep in, like you get together, they're all playing fucking cornhole and barbecuing like backstage and shit. But no, these fuckers are like going to their own campers and like or leaving. Yeah, it's a go. Well, we're done here. Do we have a? Do we have to make it? Do we have to make an appearance? 
That's what I'm saying, man. There's like, did I do all my interview requirements? All right, good. We're out of here then. There's all these entitled people now. And, like, everybody's entitled. Now I feel like now, especially now, when bands make it, they're especially entitled now because now they've, they've come up through all the crap. And as soon as you get, as soon as you pay them any mind, then it's like even more. That's just feeding the flames, man. They just, I don't know, man. Why did music become not fun? Well, that's the thing is that I think it is, and I think I don't think that music is not fun anymore. I think the people that make music to have fun are the ones that are getting snuffed out mm-hmm. because there's all this negativity and toxicity in the music world. Think about how many bands you play with, or how many bands you've seen or met or talked to that are just toxic. They're not. They're not people persons. They're not. They don't. They don't try to stick around the show and like be personable and try to grow their following. They're, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this show. This is just a beginner show. This is just. This is bottom line. This is baseline. I'm better than all these people. I'm just gonna play my show and leave. It happens way too often now, and it's like, like bro, like I, I see these new bands coming up, and I've been to some of these shows, especially recently. You see some of these people on stage. And, like, now the cool thing at, like, hardcore and heavy metal shows is, like, oh, I'm going to get angry at the crowd. If I get angry at the crowd and call them names, then they're going to start moshing. It's like, <laughs> bro, there's, like, there's, like, 20 people in here. And you just you just insulted all of us. <laughs> I am so and offended. You're like, you're, like, 100 pounds soaking wet, but you think you're hard because you have a microphone in your hand. Like, we... <clears throat> We will all bring you back to reality real quick, dude. Like, th- this is not... You're not getting it. I'm not I'm not going to follow any of your music anymore. It happens all the time. I, I can literally think, like, the last four shows that I've been to, there have been bands where that's happened. And it's like, that's the new cool thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to get up on stage, and I don't have a real stage presence, so I'm just going to be a dick. <laughs> Pretty much. I, d- I don't know how to deal with people or how to put on a show, so I'm just going to be rude to everybody. And, you know, if I'm a rude dick, then they're going to give me likes. They're going to get me up there. It's not the case. It doesn't go that way. Nope. So the, the moral of the story is be better. Mm. Be better fans. Be better bands. Let's all just be better. So, Marcus, is there a band that would has a solution for this? Well, I was going to say, there's, um, there's, a, there's, of course, a follow-up. <clears throat> so there was one band that was actually, like, uh, was pointed out in uh, Mr. Lyman's uh, original uh, statement. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to say he, quote-unquote, picked on Attila. Yeah, I going to say, right, yeah. So <laughs> there was a follow-up story literally, like, the day <laughs> after like the, this went out on, like, Kerrang. Uh, Attila's Chris Franzak. Chris Franzak, I think I'm saying that sure. right. He is the uh, front man of Attila. Says he has a business plan to help resurrect the Vans Warped Tour. So long story short, because it's a lot uh, this article, and I'll link it, it's a lot of the regurgitation, but it's pointed out the fact that, like, Attila was pointed out by a band. Now, Lyman also didn't say which band pointed him out. He pointed out of a, um, a, a couple of other bands that he thought were, were yeah. going to be big because of the Warp Tour and, like, get the exposure, but they just never happened. But but he never said who actually pointed out Attila's Chris Franzak. Um, but Chris Franzak like any natural business meeting would start, went right to Twitter. <laughs> um, tweeted, I really want to bring at Vans Warp Tour back. Let's set up a meeting soon at Kevin Lyman. I promise I won't let you down. Another tweet. I've been in the music scene for over 15 years. I built a legacy. I created a lifestyle, a record label. I even bought out my, my favorite record label growing up. 
I might as well take over my favorite tour and create a legacy for the future generations to come. The world needs it. Another tweet. I've honestly been thinking about this for two years now. In this time period, I've formulated a business plan and set up that would be viable for both bands and at Bands Warped Tour itself. I have a chip on my shoulder, and I want to prove to the world that rock isn't dead. Like I said, like any natural business person would do, I'm going to go right to Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to tag the person that I'm hoping will see this mm -hmm. and respond. Um, so we don't know what his business plan is. Of course not. It could be interesting to see what a Chris Franzak-led warp tour would look like. It could also be terrifying. I don't really like Attila. Never been. Uh, never even heard of them. I mean, I've heard of them. Mm. I've never listened to them. Not the Hun, the band. Right. So, maybe, just maybe. Um, <clears throat> I'm also not a big fan of comeback tours either. So if they do bring something back, I mean, call it something else. Make it make another kind of festival. I don't know. Let's yeah. be let's be original. Well, the thing with festivals is it like, uh, as soon as there's a bad taste in your mouth from one festival, like the festival's done. Yeah. People don't go back to that festival. Like, there's a handful of festivals I can think of off the top of my head that I've been to, and... I had a hell of a time, so it rained all day. Every mm. fucking time I've ever gone there. Yeah, but the... Twice. <laughs> Twice I've gone there. One with Marcus, one with my buddy, our buddy talking, Dan. We're not talking nice rain, either. Both we're talking, times, we're like, fucking four. just ranchal down Literally, four. like, cool. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... I, I, I feel like... It used to be back in the day, like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna be a tour, we're gonna fill slots, you know. All we're gonna uh, do is I like we're just to gonna, fill slots. We're just gonna fill slots. Slots. We're gonna try to get. Oh, this these people have notoriety. Let's get them on there. Mm. Oh, these people have notoriety. Let's get them on there. These people do. Let's get them. But now, like, you kind of got to gauge, like, okay, well, what kind of notoriety do you have? Mm. Because if we compare, I don't know, like, knocked loose, with. Mm. All that remains <laughs> for notoriety, you know, what I mean? you're right. going to get two very different crowds. Yeah. Very, very different crowds. And depending on who shows up to that crowd, if one of those two bands does not perform the way they like, they're not mm. going to come back. <clears throat> True. So it's like now, now the research and everything, that factor goes on to the whoever's hosting the tour, whoever's booking this. Like you, you need to, you need to do the proper research to get the right amount of people <clears throat> and the right types of bands together for this tour, for this festival. Mm -hmm. It can't just be, oh yeah, these are all, oh, they all have like, you know, 200,000 likes on Facebook or, or YouTube or tons of views or whatever. Especially because like you said, you can buy views, you can buy likes, you can buy all these things now and make it look like you're a great band when in all actuality, you're really not. You know, one of the things that the Warp Tour also did very well, um, just to like add some of the glory that was like the community atmosphere, there wasn't headliners at the Warp Tour. <clears throat> no. What people don't realize is if you went to the Warp Tour on Monday in one city and you went to Warp Tour on Friday in another city, the lineup was all completely like because they randomly drew mm -hmm. yep. who was going to play. Everybody yep. had the same amount of time. There yep. wasn't one band that was bigger than the other band. Right. They would post the schedule up for the fans in the morning, and like they gave you the that opportunity. Big thing. Um, they used to have the app. The app is actually pretty cool. You yeah. can actually like kind of schedule your day. Like See, you go to all the different stages and whatnot. The but first time I went, they had this giant fucking pillar, and they had all the show times on it, and they only had one. So you had to kind of either like take a picture. Back to the pillar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like shit. When were they? And they had to run back. <laughs> yeah. 
but it, it like <clears throat> that kind of mentality because like you're not identifying a headliner like yeah there would be bands that are going to play later in the day obviously and but it's that was luck of the draw man like if like Although I am skeptical that Guar may have been purposely <laughs> placed at the end of the show. Yeah, that gets for different reasons though. But I mean that that, mm. that was a kind of community kind of a thing that I don't think anybody really like necessarily appreciated. Like kind of a thing like it wasn't driven to be like how big you were. I mean, obviously they wanted but they wanted you to experience things that you weren't able to experience on like on a regular basis. Right. And that's the that's the reason why Warped Tour is a bummer that it's gone. I remember they used to be like skate like skateboarding demonstrations like oh, there yeah. used to be like they, they they like would, the, the bmx or the um motocross crap where they yeah. go like yeah. you know like X, there'd be <clears> x games <throat> yeah, demonstrations yeah. like all over the place like mm-hmm. you can actually like meet up with like athletes and there's mm-hmm. like killer fucking punk music like going on in the background and like it's uh, it's too bad and like you know i when i hear stuff like this it just makes me it, it makes me sad slash angry yeah huh and then I mean, I'm like, okay, well, I'm sad slash angry for the artists, but mm-hmm. then I'm sad slash angry for the fans of, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We just all have to be better. Well, be better, please. I think, I think it's a, it's a totally different world now. Like, the, I feel like, I feel like people don't really know exactly what the formula is for the new music approach. Because back in the day, it used to be, all right, you, you play local shows, you get signed by a big record label, and that's it. You made it. Like, they'll advertise for you. <clears throat> you get radio time. You get air time to do interviews. Yep, so. You get all these things, all these setups and whatever. Uh, but now, it's totally different. Not only has the dynamic of music changed, but fans in general have changed. <coughs> Everybody's lazy now because everything's mm-hmm. a click away. They go, oh, well, oh you, don't, you don't have a Facebook? You don't have a Spotify? Yeah, okay, you're not worth my time. Oh, you don't have a cool hooky song that that gets me in and have a cool music video yeah i'm not into that then you're not you're not worthy and it's like like we have thou shall not pass my bluetooth speaker we really do we have all these impossible standards for new bands now Mm -hmm. and it just makes it so much harder and then the bands that do make it it's like they don't even have to try nearly enough they can make any kind of music video oh yeah this is us we're all just kicking around a pumpkin grove and we're beating stuff up and throwing things everywhere, and that's our music video. It's like, wow, so deep, <laughs> so cool, so different. It's like, you, I just feel like there's there's so much saturation on every level in the music industry now. And record labels, to save their life, cannot figure out who to sign. I'll, si- I'll sign you, man, when I get my record label going. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a solo uh, album. Of only Celine Dion covers. I, I got the electronic triangle covered for you. Only in Gaelic metal sound. <laughs> he said Gaelic. <laughs> All right, Anthony Brody, you got a more positive story than our no, actually, it's actually pretty bad. Son, here we go. Of a bitch. Well, it's a good thing we have a holiday <laughs> episode today. Uh, <laughs> Alexi Leho. Could be forced to rename Children of Bodom. <laughs> Yeah. Why is that? Because he's the only one left. No, yeah, well, pretty much. It's a lot of drama going on in there. I feel bad for him. So, but. Um, I know it's been going around that there's will be a major lineup change for Children of Bodom at the end of the year. Um, so earlier this month, uh, the band announced the impending departure. Departure. Jesus. 
of drummer Jessica. Oh boy, I'm gonna fuck all these up. Red, 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 Canaan. I know that sounds like a Digimon. That's probably not what it is. Radicon, uh, yeah, Radicon. I guess so. Yep. Uh, bassist, Henka T. Blacksmith, and keyboardist. That's probably not. Jan, it's probably what y- Yane. Did they lose another bassist? Mm-hmm. I have Henry Sapala. This is from today. So yesterday. Jesus, they hired and lost another one already. Uh, Jane Werman. So the keyboardist. The bassist and the drummer are all going to be leaving. All three are original members who have played on every Bodum release to date. Wow. Uh, this iteration of the group, which of course also features frontman Alex Leho, along with a newish guitarist, Daniel Freiberg, will play its final show. Freebird? December 15th. Um, naturally, we would assume that Leho would keep Children of Bodum going with a new lineup. But. According to the Children of Bodum moniker, and also according to Finland Soundy, which is pretty much the Swedish version of Loudwire kind of deal, uh, the Bodum brand is owned by a company called AA and Sewira uh, Consulting Oi, whatever the hell that Oi means. And that company is in turn owned by Weirman, Radikainen, and Blacksmith. The three members uh, who will be leaving. Uh, the trio applied for the right to the uh, Children of Bodom trademark last summer. And the trademark was granted in October of this year. Oh. Which f- I feel which like mean, that's Which means that they, they, were knew, planning. they yeah. knew that they were walking away. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they were going to plan on walking away and they were going to do it in mass form. That's a jerk move. Right uh, there. So Leho can't legally use the Children of Bodom name without the permission of the three musicians who just quit the band. Or a big fucking check. Uh, yeah. So, well, if I was him, I'd change the name to Children of Boredom. Hang on. We got more <laughs> later on about that. Uh, while Roman declined to comment, of course, uh, Leho granted an interview um, in which he said that, quote-unquote, when I signed out of that company, I knew I was going to lose that name. He goes on to say that he and Freiburg have already chosen a new drummer and bassist, although the identities of those musicians have not been revealed. Ruh-roh. Uh, so Ian, uh, Leho admits that the band members have been fighting for quite, uh, quite some time. They almost broke up while playing in Russia earlier this year. Um, Leho also takes responsibility for these disagreements, stating that I can honestly admit that those fights were mainly my fault. Wow. Um, so given, a, this other article that I'm like reading is like these guys are like walking away because of like family issues. Obviously, it's a little bit more than family issues. Oh, clearly. Because, they're well, going gonna to put whatever they want to out there to, to sweep it under the rug. So Leho, quote, wants to underline that he has no bitterness toward the band members who are leaving. But um, it says that they imagine they'll have some workout for an agreement to keep the band name. But... Leho has several names in op- uh, in mind. Let's see. Other words, the band can just be called Bodum, or Bastards of Bodum, or ad- ad- <laughs> Adults of Bodum, or Adult Children of Divorce of Bodum, or Bodum AD, or whatever. Sweet Jesus. Adult Children of Divorce of Bodum. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
But there's no hard feelings, though. (laughs) But we're the adult children of the divorce Um, of Bodum. Like, oh, okay. uh, We're the not, uh, you did it, Bodum. (laughs) So, so, um, in the comments to this, uh, they wanted people to keep brainstorming names for this band. I will read some of them. Uh Uh-oh. The Soggy Bodum Boys. Like soggy ah. bottom, get it? <laughs> <laughs> Took Marcus a second. Chicken of boredom. <laughs> Grandchildren of bottom. The children of bottom. Uh, if they put AD at the end, I will laugh and laugh. Children of scrotum. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Bodie McBoatface. This is why you people don't have bands of your own, just saying. They called it... Uh, although we might have uh, talked about them on our Halloween episode. Bottom of children. Uh, COPD, children of pooking bottom. Fucking, that was fucking. P H U K. Pooking. Yeah, that was. Pooking. Name it a skinny finny in honor of Alexi's weight loss. Yeah, just go Vietnamese on it. Fucking bottom. Mm hmm. Fucking bottom. <laughs> children of boat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Children of boredom, yeah. I'm saying. Apparitions of boredom. Why not take boredom? You just add two letters to the already having name. Dave, I don't believe you've been on the show since the last time I've uh, proposed this question. Like, Definitely have not. How, how many um, original members of a band needs to go... Uh, like, ha- How many original members of the band, let me rephrase this, have to quit before you rightfully should not move forward with the same band name? Three. Three members. Because even if you're a six-piece, if you're a six-piece, that means that half of the band members have gone. So, uh, typically, I know especially for record labels, if record labels like feel like, oh, hey, these three people are forming another band, the record label's like, wait, there's three of you? Oh, okay, well, we're part of that, too. Because <laughs> you're signed to our record label, so... So three people leave, it's like, okay, cut bait, move on. Yeah. New band, new name. Yep. Probably same sound. Yeah. Probably. Well, fast, truth be fast told, is fucking, fucking Swedish. They're probably gonna make the same kind of music just in two different bands. So now you have two bands. Like sometimes divorce is good. <laughs> like, they can they can make more music. You can find out who the real musicians of the group are when that <laughs> yeah, happens. Right. Good I'm news just is saying. the good news is they had a good run. Yeah, they have a, a lot of albums. Like a lot of albums. Maybe too many albums, but <laughs> and definitely too many cover songs. I will oh, never, I will see. never not preach that enough. That's what always happens. Stop covering songs, Children of Bodom. People always do that, man. Uh, Let's just do a cover. How many albums do they have? I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> looks like seven. Uh, something wild. Eight. One, two. You're doing three, this all wrong, man. You gotta go right to the wiki. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, oh. eleven. 12. Bro, forget that. Can you imagine being that band member that has to memorize all those songs? Look at Carrie and King. If you want a side one, Carrie King fucked up the intro to one of their songs four times in a row. Here's here's the here's the problem, and I don't say this to be a jerk. Well, he's old uh, as fuck, though. But there's... Okay, how many songs of all of those albums are actually hits? 
So now you're learning songs from Children of Bodom, you want actual hits? Probably none. Well, but, <laughs> I mean, if but you want popular among so, like, most people, yeah. So, like, it's going to take a, a certain amount of gall to be in that band and learn, I don't know, what, 96 different songs that all have to be, like, learning one song is a feat in and of itself and getting the timing down. 96 songs? Okay, come on. You know why I love Wikipedia? Under, it's free? under band members right now, it actually lists current members. There's only two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alexi Leo and Daniel Freiberg, rhythm mm-hmm. guitar and backing vocals. <laughs> More credit to them. They can play like six instruments at once. Oh, uh, gosh. Probably. It's just tough, man. Every, everything about yeah. the music industry is tough now. Everything. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Because it's like, if you're, like, you can't get signed to a label and keep getting signed to other labels if you don't put out music. But the more music you put out, the more you have to perform. And the less hits you have, the more you fall off. So it's like, it just never ends. It's like a mm-hmm. a vicious cycle of, of musical regurgitation. And you have to like learn how to ride the wave. I think people put out albums too quickly now, truthfully. I think you should put out a new album like every like two or three years. I'm not going to pull it out today because I want to do some research on it. But um, there was actually an interesting... Um Who's the band that did it? Um, um, I'm not gonna him and hot. I actually saw an article where a band um, actually point like kind of said in so many words, "We might never release a full album ever again." There's a bunch of them doing and, that now, and there is a bunch of them doing that now. They're all in octane because like these singles just keep coming out of like freaking right. nowhere. They're just like so. That's something I want to dive into in like future ones, but I want to do some uh, some actual. Okay, so I have some I wanna, research I w- planned for that. I want to or, I want to organize some shit, kind of like I did with my yep. story today. Like organize some shit rather than yep. just fumble over mm-hmm. like uh, words and whatnot. But um, what else do we got? You know, it's actually too bad. That's I, all I, I got for news. I like the bottom. So, all right, we will lighten this mood, and we will go on to our main event, Bruja. Heavy Metal Warmer Six Pack presents the Gift Guide for the Heavy Metal Fan. All right, so today's main event. This is actually going to be part. I guess this is kind of like a part two of like the annual the yep. annual tradition. So, mm-hmm. being the beginning of the holiday season, by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be pretty close to December, and you got to start thinking. It's like if you're one of those procrastinators that don't do all your online shopping on Cyber Monday. Definitely not like us. Um, you need a holiday gift guide for the heavy metal fan. Now, last year, I actually remember this episode because like, I talked about the corn coffee. I actually have the mug. All I do is listen to metal and pet kittens. You're, yeah, you do. I use, that, I use that mug on a regular basis. I love that mug. <laughs> it's a good mug. Good. <clears throat> a little small. I think it's like a 10-ouncer but, or 12, whatever they do are. Do you use a Keurig? Oh, no, no. I brew, I, if, I brew, if I make coffee, it's, a, it's pot form. Because, I mean, it's either that or six of those Keurig things. <laughs> <laughs> I get cups one at a time. It just means I need to make them more. 48 ounces of coffee. So what we're going to do today is we're <laughs> going to do take two. Um, hopefully, maybe the gentleman was able to look in. I know Anthony uh, found a list. Um, I got a few items for you to, uh, to uh, highlight for your heavy metal fan. And if you guys like, since I proposed this, I will start. Go for sure. it. Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, with an obvious one, but an actually a pretty cool fucking item that I that I actually found. I found this item on 
And if you are if you are watching on YouTube, you'll get to see uh, photos of this product. If um, you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to me, well, I'm sorry. I haven't figured out how to uh, transmit photos to your brain yet. So uh, <clears throat> check out the links on the uh, on the webpage. Um, but Merch Bar. Merch Bar is actually out of the UK. I, I'm assuming this would be available el- elsewhere, but uh, the band of Mana Marth came out with, a, with an album this year, 2019, called Berserker. It's actually a pretty cool album. I think I talked about this in previous episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is a limited edition exclusive shield box set for a Mon Amarth Berserker. There you go. For the, for the um, round number of $106.99 American. Round. Your box set will contain an actual Viking shield, a patch, and a digipack comprising 12 monstrous heavy metal anthems that bulge with irresistible melodic hooks, bursts of thrilling savagery, and moments of spine-tingling dynamic drama. Ooh, spine-tingling. Ooh, hello. Uh, the, hello. Sh- the shield is actually pretty cool. Like, kind of, like, looking at a picture of it right now. It looks pretty badass. It, it's, yeah. that, that, that's, I mean, it's a fucking shield, for Christ's sakes. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's a freaking Viking shield. I'd throw that at Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the Berserker limited edition exclusive shield box set. I was actually going to just quick honorable mention as far as like box sets goes. I believe the limited edition deluxe release of the Tool album is gone no bueno. Yeah, Um, well, there were people that were complaining that they didn't get their actual. However, if you scour the eBay... I found Uh-oh. I found two sites I found two sources where you can actually still get and this includes the um, the the video monitor yep. the rechargeable screen the two watt speaker the thirty six page booklet I believe it's either thirty six or fifty seven I've seen I've seen both um, as low as fifty dollars as high as a hundred and ten so mm-hmm. if you actually want the tool deluxe which I kind of did. I was going to put it on my Christmas list, but I didn't realize it was going to be a uh, limited release. But you got to go eBay. Right. Which means somebody's, somebody's filthy, grubby hands were probably all over that before your filthy, grubby hands. And hopefully only that if we're lucky. Yeah. Should we ra- round robin this? Yeah, we or should round robin Should I do all of mine? I can, we can round robin. Let's switch it up. Sweet. So. Just means Anthony doesn't want to listen to me talk anymore. I mean, more or less. Uh, co-authored <laughs> by our own Axel Rosenberg and Chris Crovedin, which is Emperor Rhombus, Hellraiser, Zers, Hellraiser's in the plural, Hellraiser. Take it's a book, takes you on a journey through the history of metal from the, its earliest roots with Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath to its popular modern incarnations. The book features cover artwork by Mark Riddick, a forward by uh, Trivium's Matt Heafy, Exclusive interviews with members of Cannibal Corpse, The Obsessed, Killswitch Engaged, Suicide Silence, Periphery, that one, and Cold Chamber. Over 200 photos, genre, by genre playlists, and more. From ACDC to Anthrax to Mashuga and Mastodon, this hardcover coffee table book will be the, capital letters, ultimate centerpiece in any metalhead's living room. $15 and randomly 28 cents. At Amazon. Yeah. The 28 cents is for royalties. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> one one cent for every person. <laughs> there was a uh, in the book. a consultant came into the office and was paid a ridiculous amount of money to come up with that price. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. My turn. Yeah. Is yeah. that the? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, now I want them. No. <laughs> and he comes with a mug. <gasps> so I I, I I can't wait to see this link. <clears throat> like. I'll just empty my friggin' bank account. Everything Anthony said is awesome. I don't I don't have necessarily a link, uh, but if you do your research, you can find them. I would recommend for any metal person. So here's the deal. Was that... Wait what? a minute. Was that like, I'm going to throw this out there, and then Mark's going to do the research? No. Way he can link this? No, so I'll, send you, I'll send you the link. I right. won't put the link out there for these people. Like... I'm not going to spell out the link for all, all right, the listeners. Anyway, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. HTTP um, <laughs> backwards slash backwards slash. I digress. Go ahead. So, look, if you go to metal shows, or if even if you are a musician who plays in metal shows, uh, if you are around loud things and want to hear... Dog. <laughs> child. <laughs> wife. Sorry. Uh, if you want to uh, tune out the majority of your wife's octaves, but still hear normal things... I would strongly recommend some Eargasm earplugs because they're designed to filter all the sound so that everything negative that will hurt your ears and your earbuds uh, will will not actually be affected when you're around like crazy loud metal music. Mm -hmm. uh, you can still hear everything, but it's not damaging to your ears. So I would strongly recommend for your metal person this year, you buy some Eargasm Earplugs, you can find them. I bought mine on Amazon. I actually bought these. They're great. Uh, they work wonderful for all kinds of shows. Uh, every time I go to a show, I put in earplugs, but these ones specifically, I love it because I can hear everything and still not have to worry about my ears getting damaged in the process. Bam. Awesome. That's a good product. <laughs> really good product. That's a good product. I yeah. like that. I like that. Has anybody ever had to go to a uh, ugly, ugly sweater con? Yes. Party? Ugly sweater parties. Mm, are the not shit. yet, because I haven't had one. Although you, I, you personally? Although we should, oh, my God. We should have an ugly sweater. Although party. I am getting a Skyrim one. But that's a different story. We're not talking about You're getting a Skyrim ugly sure sweater? Sure fucking am. That's awesome. They have an August Burns red one, too, by the way. Oh. I, I, I think mm -hmm. I've, I, I've seen a couple different. There's a few of them. I've seen a couple of different. So I was out there, and you know, like when I think of a heavy metal fan, like every so often, like the horror crowd, like tends to mix in with like the heavy metal fan. So I found I found this delightful this delightful little cat right now. If you're watching on YouTube, enjoy. Um, so <laughs> what I see, I see Freddy Krueger, I see Jason, I see Pennywise. Um, not sure where he came from. Looks like the dude from Scream. I got Chucky right here. I have this fabulous Christmas tree of horror fans or horror icons in this delightful have a killer Christmas Christmas sweater. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. That's what's up. You know what? It's actually, I think it's an attractive sweater. Like when you look at this, the colors are nice. Like it's well balanced. It's it well put together. It's got like, you know, it's got the Christmas tree. It's, it's got the, it's, it's got, got the, the uh, like that kind of eight bit. Right. It's, style. It's, it's a good looking sweater. Mm. It's called a horror Christmas tree sweatshirt. Um, this is from Dakin Man Store. Dakingman.com. D-A-K-I-N-G-M-A-N.com. Dot King. I get it now. 
Fair enough. Um, super attractive. It's super stylish. And you know what? There's nothing worse than having to go to an ugly sweater party in an actual I was actually going to say in an actual ugly sweater because some of these Christmas sweaters are absolutely fucking hideous. Sometimes, they're but really in the ugly. last like five years, you know they're, what? They've come up a bit. Ugly yeah. sweaters—they're like coming around, man. Everybody comes up with like an ugly sweater. I believe. I don't know if Harder Jordan actually made theirs. I saw or, that. Or if they just have a photograph of it and they're teasing everybody. But I was like, that's actually pretty cool. That's them. Cool. If they if they're gonna do that, like yeah, ugly <laughs> sweater it up, man. Um, this is on sale currently for like it's originally fifty nine ninety nine. It's actually down to forty seven ninety nine. So you can save 12 bucks if you go to the website right now. We'll link it. Look, might only be on sale for 14 hours. I'm watching this like little clock here, <laughs> like countdown. But it's a pretty cool piece. It's pretty exciting. I like it. This is kind of like right up there with my all I want to do is pet kittens and listen to metal mug, which you know I fucking rock that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's on rotation. I have two mugs that I use. I have my New England Patriots mug that I use one day, and then my... All I do is listen to metal and pet cats. There you go. I have a travel mug, so mine's a little different. I bring mine with me because I I drive an hour to work. Well, I got those for the... There's two days a week that I don't have to travel. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. But but yeah. I have three. I have a rotating three. I have a Game Boy one, like old school Game Boy logo. I have my Nightmare Before Christmas one. And I have an original Transformers one, like the cartoon. That's original awesome. movie one, yeah. Stainless steel, plastic. Fancy. Uh, the two, the first two I said are like the kind of plasticky ones, uh-huh. but the the uh, Transformers one's a full blown like ceramic. Yeah, see all my pla- all my plastic coffee mugs that I've ever owned in my life like went to hell, like hell. Yeah, they don't last forever. Hell in a handbasket. When I was a season ticket holder for the New England Patriots, because I'm a big sports nut, um, used to get those every single year, and like those are all gone too. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, those are no bueno. Yeah. I actually, I think we use one of them for like the dog bath. That's why we scoop the water and like actually rinse them. But that's as, that's, that's as far as they've gotten. Yeah, right. So there was a company known as FaceSocks.com. It's supposed to go on the page, man. You had one job. Now imagine face socks with Corey Taylor's face. It's not this one specifically. It's just it's saying <laughs> with Corey Taylor's face. Now, now we're intrigued. Is that the broad from Liliac? Yeah, right. Uh, so for forty-five ninety-five, you can get Corey Holy Taylor's shit. face <laughs> on socks and a mug combo package at facesocks.com. Fifty bucks. Uh huh. Fifty bucks for socks and a mug with faces on it. It's not even like a six-pack of socks, is it? It's like one sock. It's probably one pair. One pair of socks that your dryer is going to eat half of. Are you sure? I bet there's only one sock in there. If you want the second (laughs) sock, they'll give it to you. It says socks in the plural. It's not singular sock. You only get the left side sock. The right side (laughs) sock is going to cost you another 40 bucks. Do you you separate your socks by right and left? You get one sock and one mug. You pick. It's It's funny you bring that up. It depends like what I wear them in, what I wore all day, and how they come out. Like if it's a really sweaty, swassy day, they swassy? might come. They <laughs> might they might come molded <laughs> to the right and the left. 
catch uh, them. And they'll just never be the same again. Well, if they only sell you one sock, they clearly don't want you putting it on your feet. So. Well, you know, maybe I'm one of those weirdos where, like, my fucking, <laughs> oh, my right foot. Maybe I'm, like, one the of those weirdos where my right foot receptacle. is, like, a fat ass versus my left foot. So every time I put a sock on my right foot, it stretches it out like something uh -huh. fierce. And my left foot's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm, like, this thing, you know, being hot and slim. Normal foot. Yeah, my normal foot. One foot, two foot. Fat fit. My normal foot, foot and my retard foot. foot. We can't say retard anymore, can we? That's not politically correct. Sorry. Artard foot. Edit. No. <laughs> no, I won't no. edit it. No, it's on video. <laughs> no, I won't. I call myself a retard. That's allowed. <laughs> um, uh, Dave, do you have anything else for us? I do. Uh, I think you should buy your metalhead. Especially, so, most metalhead people are actually... Uh, Fans of playing metal music, whether or not they actually do professionally or, or try to independently or whatnot. Um, when it comes to any kind of music, if you are a one-man show or a one-person show uh, and you want to do better with all of your music, you want to mm -hmm. try to work on all of your, all of your musical <coughs> ideas, uh, I feel like... So for me, as... As an individual, uh, it was very hard for me to make music because I'd have to do everything. You know, you gotta, you gotta play guitar, you gotta play drums, you gotta do bass, you gotta do vocals, you gotta do all that stuff. Uh, it gets very overwhelming very quickly. So, my recommendation is to buy a looper pedal. Any any musician who buys a looper pedal makes it easier for themselves to practice their own music. You can, I mean, odds are in your music there's gonna be some type of progression that's going to repeat. <laughs> it's actually huge now for solo artists that right. actually perform acoustically because they they can actually like kind of loop and add like a little bit of substance and kind of takes right. away like some of the boring. And fun fact, we saw this really interesting act. I believe they're called the Sixty Eight, something like that. Yeah, where the drummer's facing the wrong way. It's a two <laughs> per, it's a two person band. There's a drummer and there's a guitarist, <laughs> and he's pretty much showing off like his ability to loop pedal and. It's, it's actually a, it's actually pretty good. It was it's a talent now. I mean, we 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 saw him downstairs, Palladium. So like, oh, I mean, you know, you yeah. could you can hear all the right stuff that you're supposed to hear. Right like, I think I think it's a great investment to make, uh, especially for practicing, if nothing else. Even if you don't want to do it live, because if you can get your looper pedal going and uh, start practicing all your own stuff live or whatever, even if yeah. even if it's in your basement, in your room, whatever, it it helps you. Get used to the sound, and then it allows you to continue recreating that sound throughout you playing and singing through it. So, plus practicing sucks. We just want to create stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're playing like alone, you just want to create something. Well, sure. like even when you're all alone, if you're so you're you're all alone in your recording area, and you turn on this loop pedal, and you get a really sick riff that you get going, and you're like, oh, I want to build off of this. Well, how do you build <clears> off it? Put it on a loop. Keep playing it over and over and over again, and keep practicing with. Whatever else you want to add to it, whether it be lyrics or drums or bass or whatever. And then you just... loop that. And then you loop that. Right. And then you have a whole composition of craziness. And right. you tell your three-piece metal band, we're going to play this live next week. But even if you're... And they go, uh? Even if you don't have a band. <laughs> uh? Even if... Even, you, could, you, could like, you could show that, that whole loop tool. scenario to people that you're hiring as hired <laughs> guns or whatever. And be like, hey, look, this is, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm going for. This is the kind of sound I want. You know what I mean? And it just makes it easier for everybody to kind of mesh together on this one song and this one Oof. sound. I think loop pedals are awesome for any kind of musician. I don't care if you've made it already. I don't care if you're up and coming. 
Get buy a loop pedal and just play around with it. It's buy great. you one if you buy me one. Ooh, gross. Promise? With or without tongue? Both. I want to see it, though. <clears throat> That's the part on the thing that you step on with your foot, you know? The, <laughs> the tongue of it. I wasn't being dirty. I promise. I feel dirty. Okay, maybe I was. <clears throat> okay, so me being a metal fan, I will tell you a gift that I absolutely want, and then Anthony can poo-poo my gift later. I will I'm not gonna, poo-poo your gift. I'm going to refer you to BonesCoffee.com. Bones Coffee has a, a collection of, one, really cool logo graphics, which, you know, I'm a sucker for logo graphics. They're very, very cool. Um, very cool logo graphics, which in turn turn into very cool hats, very cool shirts, and these mugs. awesome handcrafted <clears throat> ceramic uh, mugs that they have. If, if you're willing to pay like a couple of bucks for, uh, for a goblet style and a, f- a few different brewery options, but like... Last year, I talked about corn coffee. Unfortunately, if you want corn coffee now, you have to get on the list of wow. be notified when product becomes available again. So I'm going to say corn coffee is probably off the list, which I'm actually very upset because I tried to buy corn coffee last year because I believe Jay challenged me. He's like, if you get corn coffee, I will enjoy coffee with you. And I wanted it. It just wasn't happening. So I'm going to say corn coffee is off the list. So now I went to Bones Coffee. BonesCoffee.com. One word, obviously. Sure. Um, they have. I, I think the thing is like, like aside from like the 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 extreme and like kind of like the supercharged like heavy caffeinated stuff, they have like a really creative like flavor profile. Um, featured right now is uh, I'm looking right at their website. We have uh, the pumpkin spice. If you're into that thing, I hate pumpkin personally, but mm-hmm. butters- <laughs> butterscotch and caramel in mm. the Highland Grog. We have the maple bacon. Which I believe Anthony's tried. Sure have. He gave it a semi thumbs up. <laughs> we'll call it that. That was probably the the best out of the other ones that I had. Um, there's a uh, there's a s'mores, the s'morey time, the high voltage, which is the high caffeine, like I like I mentioned before, which is actually something I I'm actually pretty excited to try because you know what I drink a shit ton of coffee on the weekends. So maybe if or I say weekends, every day of the week. I drink, I drink all days. Like I go from like coffee to beer. <laughs> like, that's how my liver functions. Like if I do anything like weird, does coffee go through the liver? Um, uh, mine more does. Ki- more kidneys than anything. <laughs> Only when you mix it with. Stout. Just a few other examples, like uh, the electric unicorn, which is a fruity cereal flavored. Mm-hmm. Uh, French toast. Enough said. Franken bones, which is the chocolate hazelnut. The Jamaican me. The. the the, the vanilla caramel, some pretty awesome stuff. Now, I mean, I've never been a, like a huge fan of like the flavored coffees, but you know what? I'm always into like experimental, but I'm more driven to like the high the high caffeine, like the exper- like the experimental versions. Of I these. hear the uh, this is a weird segue off, but there's one that's called like Death by Coffee. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that? I've heard of it. I have not tried it yet. I've it's seen a, it in the stores. It's on my radar. It's expensive as fuck. It is. You, you're gonna pay. You're gonna you're gonna pay for extreme, but it's I gotta be like, fucking rock hard you know, all day. It's kind of like, like it's kind of like um, it's kind of you know what? It's kind of like when Joe Cola came out. Like we just wanted the freaking cola with like the, about Jolt. with the cafe. Like I, Jolt has like a special place in my heart. Like I, I remember th- opening the cans like a fucking event because we're like <laughs> like holy shit! Like I'm ready for this. This is gonna hurt. I may or may not have told the story on the, on the podcast before, but I remember like local bazooka used to be um, at Green Hill Park in Worcester, Massachusetts, 
it was um, this just big like random field. And you know how like a, a, a festival would normally, I was at the time, I can't remember if I drove to this or if I got dropped off. This. I was, well, no. Hopefully I got dropped off. Well, no, no. I was either 15 years old, meaning I got dropped off to the event. Or, 35. Or I, or I was 16 years old, which I drove to the event. One of those two. But you know how like a, a festival would be normally like, you know, sponsored by Coke. Sponsored yep. by like Pepsi. Like Monster or whatever. This um, Logo Bazooka, when I went the first year, was sponsored by Jolt. <laughs> Jolt Cola. So you went to like any vendor like out there. They didn't have Coke or Pepsi. They, they had, had Jolt. Jolt Cola. So all they did was they made a whole bunch of crazy fucking mess of us. All hopped up on the queue, <laughs> running around the fucking fields. They got flooded that like a couple of weeks prior too. It was like Woodstock fucking 97. Bloosh, bloosh, bloosh. <laughs> Man. We all turned into Swamp Thing. But I'm I'm totally I, I like good coffee. Like I'm I always like the experimental, like the high caffeinated stuff. Um, especially if like you're able to brew it right, like at like a, a decent French press. They actually have some like decent like gear like in here, especially for like the brewing end, like a couple of like you know um, kind of like hand style the stuff that you can really mm-hmm. you know mess with your flavor of of said coffee if you know what you're doing. <clears throat> It's just it's a it's a cool it's a cool place. Yeah, you're gonna pay thirty bucks for a mug, but you know what? It's ceramic, it's coated, it's handmade, like it's well designed, like it's something that you're you're actually gonna like love for a long time. I love coffee. I talked about corn coffee last year, so every single year you're probably gonna have to listen to me talk about something with coffee. Woo! There we go. Now I did not jump right on and go buy myself a mug yet. It wasn't like the all I do is pet kittens and listen to metal. <laughs> Which I actually meant to have down with me today. I was actually going to make myself a cup of coffee so I could just have mine. But Anthony brought whiskey, so I had to be polite. Whiskey, coffee, same thing. I could have put that in my mug. I didn't think of that. Bonescoffee.com. Enjoy. Are you aware of the band? No. The Rivers of Nile? Yes. Well, nothing says progressive death metal with a saxophone like a fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) Ballin. So mind you that this fanny pack is purple as shit with the brightest greenish fucking color ever that says River of Nile. Electric lime green. So, uh, surely you got things you need to carry around with you that won't all fit in your pockets. Vape pens, actual pens. Dime bags, actual dimes. <laughs> Guitar picks, chapstick. Makeup, your wallet. Keys, the sky is the limit. I, I really guess. don't think the sky is the limit. That's a very tiny, pack. tiny fanny That's pack. That's a very tiny sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, fanny packs in retrospect aren't usually huge. Depends who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Depends I, on the holder. I digress. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Good job. <laughs> but yes, for $13.99... At indie merch store, you can buy said fanny pack for all your fanny needs. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Ah, uh, good. <laughs> Everything you just did there was awesome. Hey. Dave, you have anything? I sure do. <clears throat> so, this is where I'm going to tap into... Uh, Gross. The... the Oh yeah, the 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 mouse click part of me that 
thoroughly enjoys local shows. Uh, when it comes to gifts for your local metalhead, get them tickets to a local show of metal music. Get them out there. Make them stay for the whole show. Shack <laughs> <laughs> them to the wall. Like You can't leave. Get some tickets for a good metal show, a good local metal show. There's all kinds of good local metal music. You just got to go out there and find it. It's not, it's not that hard. You can look up these people. You can look them up online, especially with today's technology. You're a click away from finding out who all these it, bands are. It, I never understood why like concert tickets weren't more of a gift when it right. comes to like the music fan, especially like like I'm in a situation like my girlfriend, my better half, is not a metal fan. She doesn't come to my shows. She doesn't come to. Like, she's like. Wasn't there a year where uh, it's like I get to hear it at home when you guys are practicing? Like we don't need to do that. Wasn't anymore. there a year that we got the uh, Dropkick Murphy tour? But I was gonna Take say it. like one of the coolest gifts that she ever got me, like on Christmas. Open it up, and there they are. We all did the St. Patty's Day Patrick, the St. Patty's Day concert with the Dropkick Murphys, and there was a three pack in there. Yep. And I remember that this is a true story. Connie's like, well. I made a mistake when I ordered them. I was only going to get two for you and Anthony, but I accidentally hit three instead of two. So I just figured you guys can take Dan, too. <laughs> See? And we had a ball right? that, was awesome. that it was day. That was a good show. Like, we, like we were the out in Boston day. the whole day. We Minus went, we, the rain and the taxi, saw, but we saw, well, we saw rain, man. We <laughs> saw the... <laughs> well, no, no. We got through the parade. We, we actually we went to a St. Patty's Day parade, so now we can all say we saw the Boston St. Patty's Day Yay. parade. I don't have to go so ever exciting. again. That's fine. We, uh, the funnest part about it was, like, watching all the people get arrested on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, the kids tried to run. <laughs> the kid like, three cops the guy, are running. Yeah, the, the cops are like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just going to warn you, but now you're a fucking dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I have to be an asshole. Um, then it started pouring. We jumped in a taxi. We went, got some drinks. I don't think Dan saw 70% of the show. He was <laughs> not <laughs> feeling like I think it was, was the green beer we had. You know what? That shepherd's pie was bomb, though. Get you know your significant other tickets to a local metal show, no matter what it is. My it's God, just... ask his best friend, hey, what concert does he want to go to? Right. They'll tell you. I did that for a country show, for Christ's sakes. Tickets? I asked her best friend, hey, which one of these is better? Because they both sound awful to me. <laughs> they tickets are awesome. Suck. Just just get local tickets, man. Like, such a great night out. Awesome. Makes for great memories, and that's what you're really hoping for. Throw a $50 bill in there for expenses, too. <laughs> right? For for beer and extras. There we'll come go. back. We'll come Get back. Get tickets. With, throw we'll, in some cash. A couple of drinks and a T-shirt. Yep. That's, a, that's a night out. Perfect. It's like, dinner, it's like the new dinner in a movie. Well, yeah. I have to buy Rachel a T-shirt every time it's, I go to a It's liquid now, dinner and a medal. You should be happy you have to buy Rachel a t-shirt. I'm not even allowed to wear the t-shirts I bring home. Yeah, she's like, did you buy me? Did you give me a t-shirt? I'm like, yeah. I'm not even allowed. Actually, that's, not, that's actually that not. That shirt looks really small on you. You should give me it. That's actually not true. <laughs> Fine. The, um, I bought that one day, that Wednesday's uh, 13 shirt. And like, I was wearing that like around like the next day. Like, hmm, I can wear my band shirt today. And like, she like, she gave me like the, the up and down. She's like, it's a good looking shirt. Oh yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, is it because the dude's wang is like hanging out like right here, like because you know it's a that that man, yeah, whatever man. I, I wanted to be supportive, so I bought a Fathom Farewell shirt, and then I could never find it. Poser. I could never find it in my damn drawer. It would never be there in my shirt drawer. He's I was like, I was like, what the heck is going on? She's like, oh well, it's so comfy. I just like to sleep in it. I was like, listen, 
This is my shirt. <laughs> get you your own shirt. Your and own she shirt. wouldn't do it. So you know what I did? Next time I went to Fathom, I bought her a shirt. And I brought it. And now you have to wear this tiny shirt that you bought for her. I do. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe in January I'll, ma- I'll make better because like I've, I was always poor every time I go to a Fathom Farewell show. Shirt, yeah, show yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, a Fathom Farewell show. So I haven't been able to like pick up any merch. But at the same time, I think he's playing with Eminent. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I like them better. Yeah. Well... <laughs> He uh, so I so I bought. That. I love it. Eminent's awesome. Eminent. I love that dude. I bought that shirt for. Her that guy was a balls man. She's like all him. these people at work keep on complimenting on on my shirt. I'm like oh you don't say. She's like yeah, they don't know who it is though. I'm like do you know yeah. who it is? Heavy metals. Like, a- <laughs> do you know who this <laughs> band you know is? Like I just bought you this shirt because you were been, stealing mine. Have like, you been reading the newspapers? Heavy metal is a style now. It's no longer like uh, you don't have to like the music. You just have to buy the shit. Well, that's like like a quick side note. When I went to PAX this year. The gaming convention. Yeah, I got Rachel a sweatshirt because she she was she really needed a sweatshirt. Like hers are all old and gnarly, so I got her a pack sweatshirt. She said like three times like in a week people would be like, "Oh, did you go to the blah blah blah?" Yeah. Like, she's like, "I don't know what they're talking about." <laughs> I have no, I the have what? No, <laughs> she just <laughs> smiled and nodded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what? No glue. Oh, like man. she knows what it is, but she doesn't really like. You know, yeah. She didn't go, so it's not it's a fan. We, uh, we got some cool concert reviews coming up for you. I believe all three of us are going Saturday. What am I doing Saturday? If I can afford it, I'll be there. <laughs> you already have the ticket purchase. That's right. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I have the tickets in my car. I say, Anthony, unless he's like strong-arming you, and probably not going to get a whole lot of extras. But That's okay. Who needs extras? Cool day of local music out in uh, Providence. The Providence, Rhode Island. Third? Saturday. This Saturday. Is it this Saturday? Oh, holy yeah. shit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this, this month kind of crept up and slapped us. Pretty excited. I'm going to uh, wear my way into the, ba- in the, the back halls and f- find that delightful <laughs> Raven Black. Well, if I'm correct, we can use their Frenemies merch booth, correct? According to Dave? Yeah, I don't know. We haven't we haven't made any good plans for this yet, so. Well, I'll, 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 throw, I'll throw him a. It's gonna be it's gonna be in a show. <laughs> One of those shows. Uh, Marcus, do you have any more holiday? I don't. But you want to talk about this uh, fabulous whiskey that you? Uh... But I have one more. Yeah, oh. I have a couple more. Actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I, got, I got a few more. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to try to cut this segment. I right. feel offended. By all means, holiday it up. Speaking of whiskey, metallic is black and whiskey. Which at fifty two ninety nine, oh, you can get thinkwhiskey.com. I mean, we're Massachusetts; we can't get yeah alcohol delivered to us. It's not fun for us because our state sucks. Can't if you sign off on it. But uh, this was, uh, was aging process inside the black brandy barrels. There you go. Which allegedly influenced the flavor. Uh, Mayor Sound has engineered a. Propriety subwoofer that amplifies the low-frequency sound waves necessary to get the juices moving. The whiskey is a blend of bourbons, rye, and other whiskeys. Blackened American whiskey is available at blah, 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 yeah, select Vila 2, XYZ. See, although not available in multiple states. <laughs> such That's as us. us. I just, I've, I've read about this a few times, the fact that they actually use, like, subwoofers yeah. on the barrels because they oh, yeah. make it make sense. I don't fucking know. Is that like that co- that commercial where it's like, do you make the 
Apple's angry if you yell at them. And <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that that's exactly yeah, what it is. The exact <laughs> same thing. I don't really think Pretty it matters. Much. I love that commercial. Well, they say actually, this is actually, uh, I think, a sort of true fact. They say if you like either like talk nicely to your plants or like sing to them oh, or yeah. something, they'll actually grow better. Yeah. It's weird. But yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Strange. You start like swearing at my soup. <laughs> It's, it's fuck biology. you, soup. Fuck wow, you, soup. Yeah. You're going to be fucking spicy. Uh, <laughs> it's just boiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's like Ghostbusters 2 with like that so like river of slime. Words. <laughs> this hurts. Dave, what do you got? There you go. Uh, so I actually have two suggestions for uh, for for gifts for your, your, your metalhead. T- Odds are yeah, your metalhead is listening to heavy metal over a six-pack. So in the spirit of being a six-pack, I would recommend buying them a variety 12-pack of any kind of beer that's not from your, your local area, first of all. Get them a 12-pack from somewhere you can, you know, get them a, a, a sampler 12-pack or something. I, I'm never, I, I never once in my life have shied away from any kind of variety 12-pack of beer, regardless of where it's from, what it is, or who made it. If you give me a variety 12-pack, I will try every single beer in that 12-pack, and odds are, whether out of likeness or sheer necessity, I will drink all of them. <laughs> so, I would recommend, first of all, a 12-pack. Yeah, my, we, get, my, we get pretty thirsty around here. My next recommendation, believe it or not, would be a homemade wooden tankard. If you could buy a tankard for your significant other, for your metal head, Especially a wooden one because they they do not they taste different. They're not the same as as clay or, or glass tankards. If you can get a wooden tankard, the old school way, the way the Vikings drank it, and put your beer into a tankard, I'm telling you, it totally transforms the taste of your beer. Wooden tankards, that's where it's at. I would strongly recommend getting a wooden tankard for your significant other, especially if they're a metalhead. Because odds are, if they like metal, they probably like beer. Yeah, probably. Wait, you tell me a wooden tankard would enhance my beer drinking? Yes, it does. I'm telling you right now, you will not. Like, beer tastes different in a wooden tank. I, I don't know what... I'm telling you, it's different. All the way different. It's not the aluminum can. It's not the glass bottle. It's a wooden tankard. That's like I wonder if school. that has something to do with, like, the like the scent, the scent part of it. Because, like, I think we talked about this before, where, like, if you put, like, a metal aluminum can up to, like, your... Your, your senses... Your sense of smell actually will pick up the aluminum and will adjust how you... Correct. Hmm. So now think about the smell of rich mahogany. Hmm. And the old school tankards of Vikings and Robin Hoods and all those other old school medieval people. Mm-hmm. Or the, the people that used to eat with knives. They'd only eat with nice. knives when knives were their only utensils. Tankards are the way to go, especially... Custom homemade wooden tankards. I can think of a, like maybe a handful off the top of my head that actually make them right now who will deliver them to you. Uh, John Burke is one of them. A uh, veteran army guy who took his talents to woodworking and makes wooden tankards. Uh, pretty good ones from what I've heard. Uh, there's, there's all kinds, though. You can, you can reach out all over the place and find a wooden tankard to drink your beer in, and it totally transforms your beer experience. Plus, makes you kind of feel like a Viking. I don't know. Pretty I cool. almost bought a drink, uh, drinking horn. See? But, yeah. There you go. Okay, am I like the only one that's like seeing like product placement right now? Uh, yeah, because you're on a product placement I mean, website. That's kind of what their job is. Go look up John Burke, man. Get John Burke's tankards. He'll fucking send one to you right now. He's a good guy. 
I got one more for us. One more. So there is a shirt company known as Slightly Wrong. Yeah. So if you really want to piss people off, these shirts can do just that. Example. Corn. T-shirt. Backwards, well, forward C. O. Backwards R. N. Okay. Nothing? No one? Sure. Corn. Slap knot. <laughs> so these shirts are pretty much exactly like Knock they should be. Shirt. But they're, they're like Marilyn Hansen. And... Mbop! <laughs> and then uh, lamp biscuits. Oh, stuff man. Stuff like that. So they're just... I mean, the exact same logos and everything, but the, the names are just slightly different. Knock-off shirts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get somebody some knock-off nine, nine metal inch shirts. Nines. Nine inch nines. <laughs> Daft Funk. Oh Stuff man! Like uh-huh. I still feel like great. you can't you can't go wrong with like that T-shirt that has like the big fan in the middle that says "I'm a big." Metal fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A big I thought metal it was kind of funny. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. Definitely get somebody some of those shirts. That's what's up. And then my last quickie. Whoa. Uh, Van Halen now makes Christmas tree ornaments. <laughs> Hey, uh, you should probably buy those because, from what I saw, Eddie's not doing so great. Well, well, luckily for you, you can buy a, a tiny Eddie Van Halen guitar to hang on your Christmas tree. Perfect. That's exactly or, what Or menorah, whatever you want to hang on. Uh, also, they can do the uh, 1984 ornament as well. The Perfect. Album. There you go. There's your Christmas list. There we go. All right, kids. Get out there. Use our Use our advice. Get your metalhead, your your spouse, your friend, your best friend, whoever. Or if you need our mailing address, hmoa6pack@gmail.com, we will uh, let you know where to send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get us somewhere. You that feeling stuff okay too. about the address? We will get us somewhere to send it. You know, there's it. some uh, there's some restaurants where actually at the very bottom you can buy the kitchen like a like a. Top of beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a thing. I, um, the Great Road Kitchen in Do Littleton yeah. is like that. You can buy them a bucket of beers. Yeah, I'm down. I, like at the I end actually, of the night, they get I, I asked the server about it. It's like, so they get that like now? It's like, oh, no, no. They get that at the end of the night. <laughs> we can't. Okay, we can't. I can't. chicken piccata. Why is it salmon? We can't let those guys back there with like those buckets of beers. <laughs> can you imagine? It's like, well, then I'm not buying it right now. They're using that man as a spatula. Why is everything Alfredo? <laughs> Anthony's, worked, Anthony's worked in way more kitchens than I have. He, they would probably appreciate the bucket of beer. Yes, yes, we would. If you gave me a bucket of beer for all the kitchens I worked in, I would have worked there longer. To be honest with you, there was one, one day because I'm not one of those guys who likes to drink before I go to work. Because there's to the point. But I went to a party before one of my uh, shifts, and it was awesome. <laughs> I did so good. I was so happy. I wasn't mad. I didn't yell at anybody. It was great. Don't you go in at like four o'clock in the morning? This is when I worked at Olive Garden. I was gonna say. No, <laughs> like, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> although, it's like, I, I don't want to drink before I go to work. Don't you go in at like although, five? Although I remember <laughs> the one time I had practice before like working, <laughs> and I was just deaf as shit the whole time. <laughs> I just, like it's it. That's all I. Heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I'm, I'm just can, giving can, everybody you, breadsticks. You can see like the lips move. Like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh What? What? Making grilled cheese. What do you want? <laughs> I'll turn in that grilled cheese. 
you go. Exactly. They that's fucking P- weird. They have a piadino, okay? I, uh, I, so if you, if you slice that breadstick really thin. We used to make pizza out of it in the mornings. Fun fact. Fun fact, I accidentally got a delivery of said breadsticks at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. What? So I had a whole pallet yeah. of <laughs> olive garden and breadsticks. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought they made these in store. Oh, fuck no. Those no. fucking liars. No, they, they freeze them and they, they throw them right there in the I oven. know. Well, they, 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 I mean, they don't, like, they keep them as they come. Like, they keep shipping them. They don't get frozen or anything. They, they stay. Yeah, they come right. But they, 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 they don't come make from the same the company that make the hamburger rolls from McDonald's. I'm still pissed that they, that they don't fucking make cannolis there. That's still, like, my biggest pet peeve. Oh, man. Cannolis not the same. Don't. It's a goddamn Italian restaurant. It should goddamn have cannolis. Okay, listen here. Olive Garden is not an Italian restaurant. I know that. I worked there for five years. Okay, so anybody who knows Italian food will tell you Olive Garden's not, not Italian Correct. Food. So to have cannoli there would be, like, sacrilegious. And I don't even like cannoli. As an Italian who doesn't like cannoli, I can tell you. sick man. If Olive Garden had cannoli, there'd be, like, mass exodus. People would freak out. The best cannoli I ever had was I made it in culinary school, and we put way too much rum in it. (laughs) And it was so good. Bomb! (laughs) That's the best tiramisu I ever had. (laughs) Way too much rum. 90% Kahlua! I didn't go this year, but I actually went to the Cannoli Festival in Lemster, Mass. I've been wanting to go. Year. I just never have a time it was... in life to do it. I could not go again. Yeah, it's not anything. Can I tell it's you guys? A, it's a get in line. It's kind of like a food truck festival. Can I, can I tell I you guys like and, and our whole listeners lot of hurry up and a wait. secret? Yeah. I thought you did like food, food truck festivals. I don't. Well, all the ones I go to, they just serve like full meals. Well, that's the thing. Like, you go in there, you pay a ticket to get in, you eat at one truck, and you're full. And the, exactly. I'll just go to a random that food sucks. truck then. Except that day after that we had that show and I was hungover as shit. All I wanted was greasy food. I'm like, give me all the taco. Oh, yeah. I actually got in line for this one place. And like, she's like, well, what do you think you want to go? I'm going to go over there because they have tacos. She's like, well, okay, well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go like right now. She, okay, I'll find you later. So I went, I sat in the line for a taco for an hour. I went up to the truck. I'm like, give me taco. She's like, what kind of taco do you like? Just give me the beef sloppy taco. <laughs> the beef sloppy. <laughs> Let me get the beef sloppy. I gave her $12. <laughs> she gave me taco. Hangover cured. Perfect. Tacos are mint. Man. And then I, I proceeded to have oysters, chowder, fried cheesecake. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know ha- what happened. So his hangover was gone, but he puked anyway. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Took it like a champ. <laughs> Shit for the next three weeks. Uh, All the cream that went in you. Speaking um, of puking, Anthony, you want, you want to introduce this uh, whiskey that we're displaying here? Why are we puking out of it? So uh, while we're still on the topic, though, I, I would like to tell your, you all that your eight finger pour. Oh, Go good lord, he really did. I'm not a fan of cannoli. I said it. I don't like it. And I'm Italian. I've never had cannoli. The cannoli, the cannoli, the cannoli has got to be right. Like I can't, you know, I like, can't do it. I'm really actual tra- with my cannoli. Like, a I traditional cannoli, like I'm not like the the filling is just weird. You I call it, it like I, it's got that weird. ricotta cheese. I call it, it exactly sour. Weird. But I like ricotta squares. Like ricotta squares, like a, actually like like a like a flaky crust. So Hannaford actually does. I don't know if they still do it because they never have one or the other. But they do cannoli dip with the cannoli. Like they crush yeah, the, yeah, the chips, and it's like a dip. It's pretty bomb. Bomb. Gross. Well, they do the dip when they actually buy the chips. Well, that's what I mean. But uh, like every time I've gone, they either have the dip or the chips. They don't have both of them. Yeah, it's like hot dogs, system. man. You get, you get like a twelve pack. <laughs> like there's twelve hot dogs in the in the, the package, but there's only eight rolls. It's like, who who invented this? Last side story I have. So where I used to work, we used to get Texas toasting. Came with eleven slices of bread. Motherfuckers. Who the fuck? <laughs> Why eleven? 
Yeah, but who's making a sandwich with Texas toast? Who's the asshole who's got the one fucking piece of bread? Actually, when you make grilled cheese on it. <laughs> we used to do a, a, a deluxe grilled cheese with maple bacon. Texas toast. All right, so yeah. you just need two loaves, and you got 11 sandwiches. You get 22 <laughs> if you have two loaves, so that's fine. Oh, yeah, 11 sandwiches. Yeah. Dude, I'm going uh-huh. to go home and make uh-huh. a sandwich. Redo that math, uh-huh. sir. Look, I went to culinary school, not math school. What's so the, I went to Murdoch, and I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, get him a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, um... Look at me now. In my my whiskey adventures... Whiskey! I, I was going to grab the last bottle of uh, the Basil Hayden, which I normally go with, but I figured I'd try something different, because I'm, you know, I live above the influence. Ha! So I found... Uh, the, the, mind you, Skybound presents this, so it is legit... The Walking Dead. Hey, Anthony, how long have you been drinking whiskey now? Two years, Too long. A year and a half? Did I infect you? I don't talk about it. Did, nah. did I hurt you? Don't worry about it. Okay, enough about your love life. We're talking about whiskey. Tell me where Dave hurt you. Tell me where he hits you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is literally the official Walking Dead Kentucky bourbon whiskey. I'll, I'll read the back here because this is fun. An apocalypse has swept the globe, causing the dead to rise and feed on the living. In a matter of months, uh, society has crumbled. There is no government, no grocery stores, no mail delivery, no cable TV. Luckily, there are spirits. Luckily, there's still liquor stores. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The zombies like to buy Luckily, our pot stills are still working just fabulous. you imagine a drunken zombie? This is a first edition out of four. Like a non-stop hangover. Safe zone certified. Forty-seven <laughs> percent alcohol. Hmm. So, Did almost a hundred proof, but 97, 98 That's that's all right. That's 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 Maybe pretty. 94? 94, 94, Yeah. If you're really drunk. That'd be ninety-four um, proof. It's the alcohol by volume that gets you. It's not the proof. And honestly, I was actually thoroughly surprised because being like a Walking Dead, I really, <laughs> I really didn't think much. That it would be really good, but I figured being, well, I... Well, they not, caught not your they caught your attention. You're like, they okay, did. well, I'm going to buy you because you're a dick. And, you're and it was the same price as that, so it, it wasn't anything crazy. If Michonne this and Glenn 30, 35 can drink bucks. It, I'll try it. That's how many? 35 bucks. That's, that's For $35, that's a good whiskey. Right, no, for sure. That's what I mean. Like, it's... Because I, I was, I'm, I'm a classy broad when it comes to my whiskeys. It's like if I don't spend fifty bucks on my whiskey, with the exception of Slain, like Slain is like taught me. But Slain does horrible, horrible things apparently. Because like I don't know if you heard our Halloween episode. Um, <laughs> I think I was on the Slain that night. You were on the something. Slain is awesome. Uh, I fucking Slain down to. <laughs> Why do I keep sleeping on my bathroom floor? That's all. I <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here again? What day is it now? Let me out, guys. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Uh, but overall, I it was it's smooth. It's super smooth. You don't have the gnarly burn at the end like some of them. I mean, it's it's a it's a decent whiskey. Are we gonna rate this? You want me to rate this? You can't rate it if you want. I give it a four out of five. Ooh, four out of five. Four. Yeah. Wow. We have a five point rating. To well, go for it's out of five dead people. <laughs> so. Out of five zombies, <laughs> I'd kill four of them to get my bottle back. <laughs> Four to five dead zombies. If I saw a, if I saw a zombie, I'd probably kill all six of them to get said bottle because all five or five. I'm sorry, all five of them to get said bottle because what else do we have going? If for I've us learned right now? anything from The Walking Dead, don't do stupid shit. So killing drinking, people for whiskey is smart now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to drink or not drink to do the stupid shit. 
Well, if they were smart, they'd just lock themselves in a, in a room with no windows. No windows and like two doors. And then they, so they wouldn't just have to. like five days. That'd be a really exciting. Malnutrition. No, That'd be like a really exciting show. in there because if the zombies show up to one door, you just go out the other one. That'd be like the most exciting show. I mean, it's, that's ever. pretty much like what the show is already. Ah, zombies, we need to leave. Oh, we're here now. Ah, zombies, we need to leave. <laughs> I just like when they sneak up. That's the best part of it. I'm going to say Dave's score for this whiskey is not very good because he didn't finish his. He even drink his. Uh, I truly didn't. Mine is right. Look at that. I did not because I was uh, drinking a plethora of beers prior to my arrival, which means that uh, <laughs> I would be hungover as all heck. Wait. Tomorrow. Get that tiny violin. That's okay. Anytime that violin sounds like a whistle, but we're, ra we're rating this out of five. Anytime you guys are ready that, to go ahead. Is that what you want, head buddy? Head, just yeah. let me know. Why the fuck not? Right, I'll give it. I'll give. I'll go four out of five. I tried it. Actually, you know, I'm gonna go three point eight two out of five. I'm gonna go three out of five. No, you're the one who's doing the math, not me. So I tried on it. you. <laughs> you just okay. yourself. It'll never make it to the notes because <laughs> I probably won't ever hear this again. I just look at I I like I'm like watching the Matrix now. I just look at lines going up and down. As long as lines are going up and down, match we're good to go. Hey, Fair thank you guys for checking us out. HMOA six pack uh, podcast. Enjoy your holidays. Website HMOA six p a c k dot podomatic dot net. There's all kinds of episodes you're gonna hear like before this. You'll hear this like after the holidays. Hopefully you had like a good Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas because you know what. I celebrate Christmas and I'm, I won't shy away from it for any <laughs> of you fuckers. Um, go follow us on Facebook. Um, follow us on Instagram at HMOA6PACK and go check out the YouTube channel because the videos are going to be coming in fast and furious and that's going to be mm -hmm. the, the way mm -hmm. to roll. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We get up to 100 subscribers. We will start doing live parties, uh, live, live viewing parties and like we'll interact with you guys and you can tell us how stupid we are. In Surely person, we and we'll react to you and say, "Yeah, you're probably right." Right. But you know what? We drink more than you. <laughs> probably. We'll drink Maybe. all of you under the table. This is what it comes down to. I'll drink anything under the table. Well, these two will probably you. drink you under the table because <laughs> I apparently can't handle my alcohol anymore. Is <laughs> <laughs> it before or after you get drunk? It's getting really sad. I don't know. I just Thank don't God like you it. live here. <laughs> I'd be very concerned. <laughs> right now, I'm if fine. If you right. had my commute. Right now, I'm fine. I mean, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, now you are. But I'm just saying, if you had, like, my commute. I know. I don't, <laughs> I'd don't. i probably be lost by this point. I'd be like, what the fuck happened to Mark? <laughs> Where'd he go? I don't know. He left last episode. I never saw him again. <laughs> His car's still here. I don't oh, know the show must His go car. on. His <laughs> <car's still here. laughs> All right, that's it. Peace. See ya. Say bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Thank you. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Back Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.